0: Um, well, as people continue to filter in, as we get rolling, what do we got, about 11.35-ish? Seven, something? All right. Well, we're going to do our best to get done at 12.20. Um, man, I usually am way, way too long. do brought a whiteboard mark. Yes, they did. I love it. Um, so I intentionally kept my notes really short. Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. I felt like, man, just given where Tony was going with this idea of leadership and kind of knowing who you are and how you're wired and how to be an incompetent troublemaker, I felt like spiritual gifts... Probably were important just in the midst of that, and uh, something I got exposed to as I was, you know, a new believer and was very grateful for. Um, so here's what I'd love to start with. Just as you guys think through the session, I, I'd rather scratch itches if we can. What What do you hope to get out of here? Like if we if we spent five minutes on something, you said, man, if I walked away with this, this would be really helpful. Are um, you looking for a good place to sleep? Either one's okay. So. <laughs> Man, if those are as high as your expectations are, then I can do anything for the next 40 minutes, and you guys will be totally entertained. Okay. So how, how gifts can be used? Okay. I think we'll have some time at that for the end for sure. Okay. Okay. Like, not just the gifts, but what are my gifts, like, or your gifts specifically. Like, you want to know, which question are you asking? Perfect. Okay. So how do I know what I'll just put what are my gifts? What are the choices? <laughs> that's a that's a that is a loaded question, my friend, right there. <laughs> it really is. Um good. Uh we'll dig down in that a little bit. Who who asked that one? That wasn't you, that was a male voice. You can't. <laughs> Way smarter than that. So yeah uh, For those of us that have been yeah, so, like, how do you incorporate it with the, our our personality profile? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, because uh, the ones I've seen that are most effective with some of those tests will take all of that into consideration together, so that's good, okay? Anything else? You guys just kind of rapid fire? Yes, ma'am. Nice. Okay, Uh, I like that, resisting, yes, all right, anything else before we kind of get rolling? All right, Wanda, with that in mind, will you pray for us? Maybe you have the spiritual gift of prayer, maybe that's one of the spiritual gifts, I don't know, Uh, will you just pray for our time together? Thanks. Um, let me maybe start with this. Just let me give you, as, maybe as Tony did, just a brief run through of maybe my experience with gifts um, personally uh, and maybe with a, uh, obviously a theological filter to it. Uh, I came to Christ at 19 in college. Uh, that's how I met Tony. We were both at the same church. He was... A couple of years, my older elder and a leader in the kind of the church ministry we were in. So when he talks about that decision to finally jump all in and reluctantly go to church, and I get to do creative stuff, that was the Tony Kim that I had just met. So you talk about a guy that was on his, you know, the, the on ramp to leadership. He was he was full and, and heavy into that. So man, I'm 19. Grew up in a Christmas Easter church, you know, environment where I had knew nothing about anything and uh, trusted Christ, and then began getting involved in things and. My first experience with gifts was, you know, I, I had someone like in an environment like this roll through, and here's a list, and here's what they could be, and they kind of told me some facts about them that we'll get into. And I kind of started looking around at others, and Man, I think I'm wired like that. I think like that looks familiar, or I really like that guy. I really want those gifts, so maybe, maybe I am that. So I wrestled with that for a while. Um, so I think, you know, if you had asked me 15 years ago what I thought mine were, they're totally different than they are today. Um, and that's, that's part of the discussion we'll have as well. I think some are a little bit more dormant in us at times. Uh, there's some that will come to the surface. There's some that you recognize immediately. There's some that you feel like, man, I've had that since like I was two. And it just feels like an extension of what was already in me. And I think there's room for that in Scripture as well. So I've had this kind of interesting journey of trying to figure that out uh, in my life. I imagine if you're anything like me, you've probably wrestled with that. Like, what's the difference between my talents, my abilities, my passions, and my gifts? I really, really love music, but there's no musical talent in me or gifting in me. So just because you love something doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, A, you're talented at it, or in a whole different side, that B, is g- God has given you uh, the gifting necessarily to do that. Okay? So that's kind of kind of where we're at. Uh, let's let's kind of start at a common starting point together. And let's just work with a, a definition so that we're all kind of on the same page. As we start talking through gifting, it's, easily to, it's easy to get this idea... Uh, confused with talents, with abilities, with passions, and I would say that spiritual gifts are none of the above, okay? Uh, Spiritual gifts are divine endowments or abilities uh, given by God for the building up of the body of Christ, okay? So these are God-given things that are given to the body of Christ for the purpose of building up the body of Christ, okay? So Divine endowments are abilities given by God for the building up of the body of Christ. Okay, someone turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Uh, as you're going there, just maybe uh, make a note. Uh, a real easy way to remember this are the 12s and the 4s. Okay, Romans 12, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Peter 4, Ephesians 4. Those are the texts in Scripture that talk a ton about spiritual gifts, and you'll get a different flavor from all of them. So it's all over Scripture, uh, and I'll kind of tell you why they're important. Um, so someone read uh, 1 Corinthians 12... Seven for me. Okay. So as we talk about this, each person is given the manifestation of the spirit, a spiritual gift for the common good. Okay. in, in context with Corinthians, just so you guys are aware, uh, we've got a pretty goofed up church. Uh, they have a whole lot to say about spiritual gifts in Corinthians. Uh, much of it is negative because they were exercising the wrong gifts. So as we talk about what are our choices, uh, we're limited here at the well as to what we believe the current operable spiritual gifts are, you'll go to another church down the street that'll tell you there's many more that are still being used, um, but one of the reasons we formulate our theology is that way. Okay. Uh, but for the sake of that, I want to spend our time uh, in Ephesians 4. Okay. So one of the places that we have a uh, primary text on gifting. Uh, I just want to use this as our backdrop and obviously our reference. Uh, we have a uh, obviously a huge desire here to be biblically measured uh, and to walk through this. So if you want to look through it like this, here's, here's kind of what we'll do. I want to read this text and then from this and from other places in Scripture, I want to formulate just some facts. Like, here, here are the realities of spiritual gifts. And then at our end time, I want to roll through the 12 that we see as operable today uh, at the well. Maybe 16. There may be 242. You know, we're, we're on the 12 side. 16 probably is okay. As you start getting beyond those into the sign gifts, uh, we're, we're a little bit more of the persuasion that a lot of the healing, speaking in tongues, uh, interpretation of tongues, those were there in the first century for a purpose. We see that purpose is completed by God and no longer operable today, uh, but Scripture has a whole lot to say about them. Okay? So there's some good theology there uh, we can talk about later. Okay, So 1 Corinthians chapter, or, uh, sorry, Ephesians 4, uh, verses 11 through 13. Okay, Somebody read that for us, all, all three of those verses. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipment of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God and to mature men uh, to the measure of the stature uh, which belongs to the fullness of Christ. All right, so you see a good portion, just a a good brief nugget on the whole purpose of spiritual gifts. Okay, let's just walk through it together. He, okay, meaning who in this context, who, who gave these gifts? Okay, so first fact is these are God-given deals. Okay, we touched on it earlier, but it's important to remember. These are not just inherent qualities per se. Uh, they are God-given gifts that he gives uh, to, uh, according to the, the phrase, some. Okay, he gave, no, sorry, some gifts, but he gives to, uh, to all. All right, so these are things that are given uh, by God. Uh, and you'll notice the purpose uh, here as is, is we continue to go on. He gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists. So you're getting a list from Paul uh, of some of the gifts that, that are there. Okay? Uh, so you get the list in verse 11, and then in verse 12, here is the purpose. Okay? For the equipping of the saints. Okay? So uh, purpose of spirit, spiritual gifts is primarily for the building up of the body of Christ. Okay? Um, so I'd say, if you want to write that one down, the, the purpose of spiritual gifts is building the body. So there's your second fact, okay? That word equipping the saints, okay, it's a, it's a word, that word equipping is only used here in our New Testament. Okay, It's the only place that we see this particular phrase. The, the root word has the idea of mending of nets or setting of bones uh, or preparing an army for battle, okay? So it's, it's the idea that we're... We're fixing what's broken. You know, as Tony did a great job about talking about a, a broken group of people and a community that that is in that world. Um, that is essentially what the gifts do. So God is using the broken to heal the broken. That's part of the the purpose of spiritual gifts. Okay, so that's the idea of equipping. Okay, it's also used in Matthew four twenty one. That's where we get the context of uh, the mending of nets, or at least the verb form of that. Okay, um, so to put in order, to restore, to former condition. Um, it's that's the idea. Okay. Uh, Inherent in that, the idea is that we're not just then receivers of of gifts, okay? We're also to be active. This isn't a sit, soak, and sour type environment, right? If God is giving us spiritual gifts, then the idea is that we're to employ them, we're to use them, that we're to be not just uh, receivers but also givers, okay? So secondly, the purpose is for the equipping of the saints, okay? Uh, Let's keep rolling there, Okay. Uh, equipping uh, the saints for the work of service there in verse 12 to the building up of the body of Christ, okay? So I, uh, again, covered that, but just the idea uh, that the purpose, uh, not just uh, to be used by everybody, but it is also to to build up for the work uh, of the service, okay? So the building up the body of Christ. Um, The work of service part has the idea that um, it's not just the paid staff job, right? Who are the gifts given to in context? Into all, okay. So make a note of that as well. Another fact, okay. They're given to the body, okay. This isn't um, just folks that are employed at the church that get a paycheck or whatever. It's it's the body's role and responsibility. God has given these to everybody so that we're all uh, to use them, okay. In the midst of that, you sir yes, up. Uh, when you're saying all, just to bring clarity, when you say all, you mean all who are saved, called who believe in Christ. Thank you. All in the body of Christ. Yeah. So let me back up. Um, They're given at conversion, okay? So the scriptures are clear in that when we become believers, that is when the endowment of the gifts are given, okay? So if you have put your faith in Christ, you have a spiritual gift, at least one. Many of you in this room have numerous gifts, okay? What we do know, okay, here's some more just nuggets to write down. No one has all, okay? Uh, You hear the example all the time in scripture that Jesus had them all. I don't see that in scripture. I'm sure he did. You know, he's God. uh, So, man, that's great, but... uh, no believer has all gifts, and every believer has at least one. Okay, um, Now, let, let me make mention of this. We all have at least one. They are given at conversion. Those can feel like, either for you, uh, very natural flowings of your personality. So as you start talking through your personality profile, um, and, and, you, and you look through kind of who you are, who, who God has made you to be from birth, uh, they can feel like extensions of that, like Brad. If you start looking at his primary gifts, like if I asked you, what are Brad's, what would you guys say? Teaching in leadership, right? Very, very clear, okay? He also has a very strong gift of faith, which is great as a directional leader. He never worries about resourcing or money. He just has this idea that, look, God's going to provide. He will take care of, it, uh, of our church. He's called us to do this. He'll take care of it. Where the rest of us panic and sweat and worry, um, you know and eat extra deodorant, he just, man, he has a huge gift of faith, okay? But you take those first two, right? Teaching and leadership. Uh, at least with leadership, that was quite evident in his life before Christ, right? You can see it on the football field. You can see it in the fraternity. Uh, he'll tell stories about, man, he really realized that God was grooming him for, for leadership when he was in the fraternity, you know, with uh, you know, president stuff. And as he was just working through rallying guys together, that's where his passion for leadership began. Well, I think what God has done in, in some cases is taken a natural gift and just uh, expanded on that. So his gift in leadership feels very much rooted in his past. Okay, uh, I'll use me for example. Um, I feel like one of my primary gifts is teaching. I love to teach. I teach in different environments than Brad does. I'm much more at home here uh, than I am out there. I enjoy that, but this is better for me. Okay? Uh, I was not a teacher prior to coming to Christ. I did not have the foggiest I uh, hated standing in front of people, made me nauseous. Uh, the thought of giving a speech was miserable for me. So it felt like something incredibly new to me, uh, and I don't know that I discovered that gift within me until n- a number of years into my walk with Christ, okay? I would have told you I was different things 15 years ago than I feel like what maybe God is calling me to do now. So as we talk about this idea that uh, we all have one, at least, it can feel either supernatural or natural okay so many of you guys identify that with like okay I I feel that in me as we start talking about the list you may get a sense of yeah I mean, I feel like that has been in me for a long time or I mean I I fought that like maybe Wanda has and said man I I didn't think I was that And maybe God you're calling me to be that okay so given by God uh, the purpose is for the building up of the body Uh, all believers have at least one maybe more okay Uh, and it's not a God likes you better if you have less or more, or God like you less if you have less, okay? I feel like I have two primary giftings in my life, uh, and some of you may have five. I mean, that's awesome, okay? You're called to steward those and be responsible for them, okay? So um, write that one down. We will also give it an account for how our gifts are used. So, fact, what number are we at now? I don't know. I got out of order on my sheet. I was getting all fired up about reading through Ephesians and <laughs> got all messed up. Uh, given by God, uh, purposes for the building up of the body, okay? We all have one. Um, no one has all, okay. and then we're commanded, uh, we will ultimately give an account for those. okay. Um, just the idea that we're called the steward, ultimately the things that God has given us. So one day, uh, you're going to give an account for the gifts, the talents, the things that you've been given uh, by God. okay. Uh, fourthly, or fifthly, I'd say maybe this, uh, we're commanded to use those gifts. Okay, Look at 1 Peter 4.10 to your right. This is a very convicting passage uh, for me. And maybe for a number of years, you, you think through just the, the process of gifts. 1 Peter 4.10. Okay, it will confirm some facts that we've been talking about and then also maybe add some um, some further um, clarification on those. Okay, somebody read that real loud. 1 Peter 4.10. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very Okay, so is that a suggestion? It's a command in Scripture, right? As each one... Has received a special gift, okay? That is fact, assumed, past tense. Peter speaking to believers, right? Employ it, okay? It's, that's a command. Use it uh, ultimately in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So, assumed in that is we've got to know what our gifts are, right? We need to understand uh, what our, our role is how God has gifted us, and how we're going to employ that for service, if that's the case. So we are commanded to use that. You'll see that same language in Romans twelve, verse six. Turn, uh, turn there, real quick. Somebody read twelve, six there. Since we have gifts that differ, accounting to. Sorry, according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. in prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith. Okay, and they continue to go on of service, if this, if exhorting, of that, if you know whatever it may be. Okay, Romans twelve six. Okay, we all have differing gifts uh, according to the grace. Each one is to exercise them accordingly. Okay, so you see twice in scripture uh, through those two examples that we're commanded to use them. All right, so. Let's keep working through. Back to Ephesians uh, 4, okay? Um, so he's given, God has given there in verse uh, 11 uh, to the body of Christ, everybody that has put their faith in Christ, various gifts. You see the list there for the equipping of the saints, okay, for the work of the service. And ultimately, if we use our gifts correctly, what is the end result there in 12 and 13? What do you see? Yeah, there's unity and what else? What's What's that? Yeah, it's unity and maturity, right? The body grows and continues to move along into maturity, which is what we want to see in a growing body, right? Be it a physical body or a body of Christ, we're supposed to see growth, maturity, and movement, all right? So that's the ultimate goals as we see them uh, passed on to us, all right? We grow and we mature, okay? We become ultimately more like Jesus when we all get to use our gifts together, okay? Uh, And then lastly, I'd say this, different amounts of gifts are given. I think we've covered it at some point, but if you haven't written that down, uh, we all have various amounts of gifts, okay? One, two, ten, whatever it may be, okay? Um, So just some some basic facts. Not necessarily a a complete list, but as we're rolling through those, I think important just to kind of have a signpost for what we're talking about. Given by God, no one has all, all have one. Commanded to use in Scripture. We will all give an account for our gifts. The purpose is to build the body. Uh, That's all of our responsibilities, and then different amounts or different uh, numbers of gifts are given to each individual. Okay? So there's kind of some very um, didactic 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 stuff for us. Okay? Um, Let's just kind of take a look at our questions and and maybe some of these. Um, Let's do this. Let's continue our list making, shall we? Uh, let, let me roll through kind of the, the 12 that we would see as active and primary today, okay? And here's what I would love for you guys to do. Uh, as, I, as I roll through these, write them down, and then think through the people that, that maybe we would know together corporately that are like, man, that person has that gift. And if you've got somebody uh, that I don't, man, I'd just love to hear that because that helps get our minds around, okay, I know how that guy's wired, um, how that gal's wired, and then maybe helps us put flesh on those, okay? The first one, uh, and these are in no particular order, um, I guess they're alphabetical, so they are in a particular order. I lied. <laughs> um, shame on me. Uh, number one, we'll go with A. Administration. Okay, uh, the gift of administration. Okay, uh, the divine enablement uh, to exerci- or I'm sorry, to execute plans of leadership. Okay, so these are people that have the ability to take someone that thinks at thirty thousand feet. This says we need to get to, we're starting at A, we need to get to Z. Someone with a gift of administration can go, okay, I can connect all those dots, right? Uh, I see the path. I can see uh, how all those things fit together, okay? They're able to take plans and put them into action. They're great at managing people, resources, and time for ministry, okay? Okay. Um, special ability to plan and execute procedures that increase the church's organizational effectiveness, okay? As you guys think through that type of gifting, who comes to mind for you? Colleen. Foster. Who's that? Colleen. Colleen. Well, hello. So she has that gifting, huh? Mm-hmm. Nice. Very good. Uh, Tim Getz on staff of the church is wicked gifted administratively, okay? Um, he is, you know, he, he's amazing at his ability to take what Brad and our lead team will dream up, at, you know, things like ethereal level, whatever things. And he knows exactly what needs to happen to get it done. As we looked at our build project, uh, Tim can take seven weeks and figure out what we needed to be doing on pace every hour uh, for it to occur in this crazy amount of time, okay? Uh, Wanda, does that feel like you at all, running an organization in a hospital and the moving parts and components, okay? Um, I think administration is a lot like... Uh, when it gets put up against leadership, kind of in our culture, I think sometimes it gets a bad rap, you know, like leadership's more important than managing or, or uh, maybe administration gets put second to that, and I would argue with, with that, okay? I think our culture is elevated one over the other at times. People with administrative giftings are hugely important because they make, the, um, they make it effective and efficient in the way that the body is wired together, okay? Tim has an amazing ability to start something. And to put people in place that are in the right positions and, and, and personalities to run something and then kind of extract himself from it uh, and, and know that it will sustain. Okay? So if Tim's hands are on something because of that gifting, uh, I know it will succeed. Okay? So that's administration. Questions with that one? With thoughts? Okay. Secondly, discernment. Okay? These are the people uh, that can see through all the minutiae, all the whatever and get straight to the heart of truth okay they are able to see uh, what is beneath the surface Uh, they have a good um, critical eye on what's false teaching what's right teaching those type of things okay they have a um, that type of personality that can perceive truth from error okay discernment who in your life who do you guys think of as you hear that Often theological anchors around places in the church, right? Okay? We've got those type of personalities on our staff, okay? That's discernment, okay? Can't think of any immediately. That's all right, okay? Thirdly, exhortation. Man, these are just, at their heart, these are encouragers, okay? Uh, You know if you know one of these people because every time you're around them, you want to be around them, and you feel better after you leave a meeting with them because they encourage you, okay? Uh, They're not Eeyores, they don't have, you know, purple rain clouds over their heads. Uh, They are wonderful individuals to be around, okay? You guys know people like that? Yvonne. Yvonne, yep. I thought her name would come up. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay? I've seen her around the office for a couple weeks and she's already just brings a fun, encouraging dynamic to, you know, like boy realm where we're at. So, yeah. That's absolutely. Who else? Wendy Mooney. Absolutely. Uh, Wendy is very sweet. Um, around our office, and you'll often see her pull people aside and just have kind of private conversations and at a boy, out a girls, and stuff like that. Okay, so that's an encourager. Uh, man, often quiet, you know, behind the scenes, maybe not, you know, you can't encourage a thousand people. Encouragement tends to be very individualistic and over coffees. And, uh, but man, when, when you've gotten your, um, your wings or your, your sails filled with people that are that way, gosh, they're great. Okay. Um, I read a neat book on this in, in, in seminary. I'm trying to remember the name of it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very crucial aspect to have, okay? Fourthly, evangelism, okay? We, we know about that, okay? Folks that are just passionate about seeing people come to Christ, and they will, uh, they will lay themselves out uh, for that. That's their, their main focus and purpose, okay? Uh, people that just are passionate about seeing people step across that line of faith. Who do you guys know like that? Huge evangelist. Any of you guys think of any in our body? Artie Padilla's uh, kind of that way. He's probably got a stronger gift that probably comes to mind, but, man, he loves spending time with people, uh, especially folks that are outside the faith, uh, kids and and otherwise, so that he can see them ultimately step across that line. Um, So he's a guy that's pretty passionate about that in my world, okay? Fifthly, faith, okay? The divine enablement to trust God for what cannot be seen, okay? To act on God's promises regardless of what circumstances indicate, okay? It's the ability to trust, okay? Uh, when the checkbook is read, you're like, look, it's going to work out, okay? Um, it's just it's a neat perspective, okay? I mentioned earlier that Brad has that, and as a directional leader, I'm so glad he does because if he thought through the filter of, oh, my gosh, can we, and oh, my gosh, should we, and oh, my gosh, is God going to provide, uh, it would be a miserable place to work, right? He just he trusts that, man, that that will happen, okay? You guys seen anybody else with that type of gifting that just doesn't worry? Some of you are whispering, my dads, my people in my world. Okay, so great gift, okay? That is faith. Giving, okay? Obviously, it is uh, pretty, pretty clear. Uh, these are folks that just see all of the resources as God's, and they find tremendous blessing in giving them away, okay? Uh, Eric and Darlene Hansen are two of the biggest givers that I know. Uh, their stuff, their money, their houses, their whatever, they're, it's God's, and they treat it that way, and uh, you know, I've asked myself many times, if, if, if I was in their shoes, would I handle my things that way? And the answer is usually no, right? And I realize I, I don't have that gift, and I'm kind of selfish, right? Uh, I, I love their pers- their perspective on stuff, you know? Uh, I was out mountain biking with Doc years ago, and he had a gift certificate to uh, a bike shop here in town. He looked at my bike and was like, that needs to go to the shop really bad. And he gave me his gift certificate and was like, go get it fixed up. And you know, it was a Christmas gift that he had gotten. He was like, Man, I'm not going to use this. So uh, just that, that's their lens. They want to figure out how they can give to others, okay? That's... A neat, a neat people to be around as well. Yes, if you know givers, they're fun. Uh, my mother-in-law is that way, right? She's awesome. Um, and whether it's her time or her money, she just loves giving. And it's a, it's, it's a blessing for us because she's always asking, how can I help? Can I watch your kids? Can you guys go on a date? And yes, yes, and yes. So it's wonderful, okay? Seven, leadership, okay? The ability, divine ability, to instill vision, motivate, and direct people to accomplish the work of the ministry, okay? Okay? Um, so, obviously, I think we uh, have a, a directional leader that that's that way. Uh, you know, as I look around, uh, we've got a lot of other, maybe not the capital L directional leaders on our staff, but we've got a lot of others. Uh, Jared's an incredible leader. Shea's an incredible leader. Uh, uh, Mary Van Allsburg is an incredible leader uh, with the stress that she has to carry. Yes, sir. What's the difference between the first one and the I one? I think leaders see uh, the finish line, but they can't tell you how to get there they see Z and they're standing at A. The administrative gift goes, "Okay, if that's where we need to go, I'm now the guy that steps in and says, here are the people and the resources and the steps and the processes that need to get there." When we're in meetings this literally happen. Brad'll get up and he'll start talking about, "Oh my god, we're going to go we're going to go run up this hill and it's going to be so awesome and this is what God's called us to do." And he gets fired up, he's literally frothing in the mouth, right? <laughs> then we start talking about how and literally his eyes glaze over and he's like, Y'all figure it out? Like, that's not, He just... He literally gets stressed out. Just he can't... He doesn't function that way. But, man, he's great at rallying people to a cause. But when we get into the... You know, when we have to go to, from 30,000 feet to 5,000 feet, he just doesn't function really well there. There's others of us that love that and are glad to have someone they can see that far down the road, right? Because some of us can't, and we need people on our teams that are wired that way. Again, that's why God has given different gifts. Uh, so it's really funny to watch. Like, you can see his, his energy levels just deplete. And then we give him Chipotle, and he's okay. (laughs) Uh, So, Dwayne, that's kind of how I define it in my world, okay? Uh, Mercy, number eight, okay? These are people that just feel deeply. Uh, Tiffany Sumlin is this way. Uh, uh, Let me define it a little bit better than that, okay? The divine enablement to detect hurt and sympathize with those that are suffering, okay? Um, When Jen Rumley uh, and the Rumleys went through, obviously, their ordeal with Tyler... Uh, Tiffany Sumlin hurts in a whole different way. She's brand new to our staff with her with her husband, and she just doesn't let go. She just doesn't move on. She she hurts for Jen, and she just has this innate ability to come alongside and feel what she feels. Okay, people with gifts of mercy are great in environments where they can go to the hospital. They can hurt with folks. They can be with people. They're very sensitive. They're not you know ogres and callous to maybe what's happening in other people's worlds, They have the ability to get outside themselves. Phenomenal quality, phenomenal gift, okay? That's the gift of mercy. Uh, Nine, prophecy, okay? The divine enablement to proclaim and apply God's truth and expose sin, okay? Um, Probably one of the best prophets I know is Shea. Every teaching team meeting that we're in, he always wants to finish with whatever we're talking about and planning with what does this mean for Fresno? How does this impact our city? What do we need to call people to do? Like, what what changes? And he gets really amped about sin in people's lives and wants to, man, this is an issue and that's not okay and you'll listen to dialogues that are happening at Fig and there'll be things that get him really frustrated or fired up or excited that are kind of in, in touch with his prophecy gift. So if people are bickering about things that are like 500-foot levels, like he's like, man, forget that. Don't worry about it. Raise your sights and don't be so consumed in the color of the carpet. Let's think about, you know, whatever. Uh, and he gets really fired up about that, okay? So they can apply God's truth and expose sin. Uh, they're, in a sense, similar to somebody with the gift of discernment because they can see through some of the minutiae or see sin in people and call it out. They're not afraid to call it that. Mike, you're being selfish. You know, get off your, you know, your totem pole of thinking about yourself and look outside yourself for things like that. Okay, that's a prophet, okay? Okay. Um, Some teachers, you know, that you see with that gift from the pulpit, Uh, a guy uh, by the name of Andy Stanley, he's been one of my favorite communicators. Charles Stanley is his dad. If you guys have heard him or seen him on the the TV, Andy Stanley has the gift of prophecy. You'll sit underneath his teaching and think, there's 3,000 people here, he's talking to me. That's that's the type, uh, that's what a prophet feels like when they teach, okay? Uh, Number 10, service, okay? Divine enablement to take initiative to meet the practical and physical needs of others, okay? Uh, These are people that love behind the scenes, love not to get recognized, hate it when people point them out. They want to serve, and they want to serve selflessly, okay? Artie has been that for me at Fig for uh, well over two years. I mean, he's just a guy that I rely on, that I trust, and that just gets stuff done. I know that if I hand it to him, it's finished. I can check the box, and I have no worries about a task getting completed because that's the way Artie is, okay? So that is the gift of service, people that love behind the scenes and are energized uh, by that, okay? Uh, Eleven, shepherding, okay? Uh, the ability to div- uh, divinely guide, uh, I'm sorry, the divine enablement to guide, care for, and nurture individuals, okay? Shepherds obviously make great life group leaders. Uh, they're kind of mother hens, you know, and not in a just a female sense of the word, but they care uh, for a flock, okay? Um, Sam Freshwater's that way. He's a shepherd. He cares about people. He stops in the office and has long conversations, right? He's the pastor from the, from the cross church. It's now come over to the well. You can see his heart. Um, he just, he has a burden for his flock and he really feels a sense of, uh, for these last seven years as he's been at, at the cross church, caring for the people around him. Okay. Shepherds. Okay. Great life group leaders, great people that you want in charge of, of, of teams of individuals, especially when, um, there's, you know, that need involved. Okay. And lastly, I'd say this teaching, the divine enablement to understand and clearly, uh, explain and apply the word of God. Okay. <laughs> Uh, people with the gift of teaching, when they teach, they teach and you nod your head. You so, say, oh, that makes sense. I should have seen that there. You know, you guys will sit on Sundays and listen to Brad and you're like, absolutely. You know, he opens up God's word and you're like, absolutely. Okay? So uh, they just have the ability to rightly divide the word of truth. Okay? And a strong desire to do that. All right? So there's a list. Any any questions on that? Um, obviously, as we start talking about, you know, choices, choices. Um, There's a whole other set of gifts, the sign gifts that we feel aren't there. There's a couple others as we look at passages that seem similar, so we kind of combined maybe 16 to 12 together. Um, But those are are the options, okay, if you will. Those are the things that God says, these are the types of gifts I give for the building up of the body, okay? Um, Maybe let me move into some practical uh, to maybe answer some of these questions, and then we'll start digging in those, okay? How do I discover my gifts? Um, man, I think the number one way, honestly, is just to do something, serve in the body of Christ, okay? Uh, inventories are helpful. Like, I've taken the spiritual gifts test like 15 times, and, man, it's, it's, it's okay, but inventories are inventories. They are what they are. They can be helpful, and there's some good ones out there uh, that you can look up online. Uh, they're everywhere, okay? So, and if you find something like these, i will ask you a series of questions, uh, but you need to serve somewhere, and you need to ask this question, okay? Does this energize me? okay? Gifts are something that are supposed to, when you're done, be energized by, okay? When you get through using a gift, you're like, man, that was fun. That felt fulfilling to me. I felt like God used me in that. Or is it stressful? Okay, let me give you a great example. Uh, I love the guild, okay? Love teaching. Love the value, okay? I am not administratively gifted. So organizing the guild, which is my job, is not my favorite thing. It stresses me out. So after the guild's over, I go home, and like, oh, gosh, you know, and I'm glad it's it's over in a sense. I, 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 it just it's one of those things that takes a lot of energy for me. And as I look at like Katie DeMambies of the world, and people that pull off women's retreats and have to plan nine months in advance for 300 women, I'm like, uh, <laughs> please come to my team. You know, and I will. So your gifting should be something that energizes you. Okay. Then secondly, ask for feedback. Man, does this. Does this edify the body? Is this helpful? Does the body go, you're using your gifts? Does, does it fit? Okay? People will be brutally honest. Okay? So um, those are a good couple questions just to ask in the midst of it. All right? So even if you don't know what it is, serve. Figure it out. Try. Okay? Uh, we want to have the culture around the world that you've got the freedom to jump in something and then jump out of something. Okay? So if it's like, you know, I tried this. Uh, I thought it was service and I thought I really liked kids you know, I don't like poopy diapers, and I, you know, that's not my deal, okay? Then, yeah, that's okay, okay? So if it's imploring and using those gifts, then try it. Uh, and if you need a, uh, an out, we need to have the freedom uh, is, is staff to make sure that people have the freedom to jump in and jump out as ministries as they see fit, okay? So just a couple things to put on the radar, okay? So let's maybe turn our attention to the questions and just make sure that we've checked these boxes, because I'm a box checker, and I will feel better. Um, how the different gifts are used... Uh, I hope as we kind of roll through that, you get a feel for how this works together. You know, um, Maybe I'll use our lead team as an example. Uh, we've got guys with administrative-level gifts, with teaching gifts, with leadership gifts. Uh, it'd be a miserable room to be in if we were all gifted the same. Um, you know, We're bringing in a guy like Rick Taylor, who has uh, a little bit more age and wisdom and experience to that realm. He's got some shepherding gifts, so there's somebody that isn't just thinking about the end result but also how the people are going to feel. And So as, you, as the body works together and you see different gifts used together, uh, that's the beauty of it. Okay. You want to surround yourself, by the way, with people that are not like you. You need to be around people that don't have your gifts. It will irritate you at times, right? Uh, and that's good, right? You should have tension because people are going to feel different values. Some people are going to say, hey, we need to go do this. Well, man, the people are going to respond this way. Well, man, we need to take that into consideration. Or we need to do this regardless of that. We need to help lead our people through and guide them or whatever it may be. Okay? So um, anything else on that? Just am I, am I scratching the itch of that question? Or do we need to maybe elaborate some more? Good? Okay. Uh, what are my gifts? Man, uh, again, there's your list. Have fun figuring it out. Uh, man, I thought I was a shepherd for the first five years of my life. I'm not. I just really want to care for people. I have a very small capacity to care for a lot of people. As I look at people that do, they're really, really good at it. I love people. As a pastor, I really do. Uh, but, man, I, I forget names. I, you know, whatever. I'm just, it's not my strongest gift. Uh, and I look at people that have that gift, now that I've spent time with those types of folks, I'm like, man, that's, that's what that looks like. And when people spend time with that person, that's how they're supposed to feel when they leave a meeting. Okay? Encouraged, um, corrected at times. You know, shepherds can do that. Okay, so find out, use them. Talk to people that know you. Okay, um, choices. I think we're clear on right. Just uh, there's your list. Okay, if you have questions about more of the sign gift stuff, we can talk about that earlier or later. Um, later, we can talk about that. Can't talk about it earlier. Um, sorry, uh, I'm tired from administrating all day from the energy. Uh, So there's your choices, okay? Uh, Personality profile, man, this is good. If you guys haven't taken the YUD, right, um, uh, you'll find out, you know, based on our kind of seven characteristics, not seven characteristics, our seven qualities that that gift mentions or that test mentions. Now I'm thinking it's six. I think it's six, yeah, okay? I'm a persister achiever, okay? So I teach from a lens of I'm very didactic. I I move through stuff intentionally. uh, I need to check boxes. Brad's not that way. So he can teach in circles on a Sunday, and be fine with that. And it's great, but his personality will lend itself to the way his gifting gets used, right? So all that just depends. And some of those cross over. You know, a shepherd with a whole lot of harmonizer, you're like, yeah, those, those seem similar, okay? So where one ends and the other begins, man, I don't know. I know God is in charge of all of it, so I'm kind of okay with that blur. Uh, but that's good to know about yourself, okay? Uh, and we'd say both that God has wired our personalities a certain way, uh, and it's good to know those as well. So if you haven't taken the Your Unique Design test, that's, I, I almost prefer that one over a spiritual gifts test. I think it's just a little bit more helpful. Uh, but obviously gifts are important in Scripture, and we need to know them and be aware of them. Um, but I think the actual results of the test are worth 35 bucks as opposed to a $30 spiritual gifts test. I'm just not that confident, at least the ones I've seen. So not to be a test basher, but okay. Um, resisting gifts. God, this is interesting to me. Want to talk to me about that a little bit. Good. And I think we probably all need to learn to ask the question, what are the things that only I can do in, in my sphere of influence? Okay. It's nice to continue to move that way in our jobs or whatever responsibilities we have. There's certain things that all of us have to do. Regardless, There's there's toilet scrubbing things that have to get done, right? And that's part of all of our Responsibilities in our jobs, and that's that's okay. That's good. But there's there's things that maybe that we do better, and if we can unleash someone to do the things that we don't do well, they're actually energized by that, which is totally eye-opening for me. Uh, When I hand Darlene stuff at work, when she's a volunteer and she's like, "Look, I just I want to serve." When I give her stuff to do, she's energized by that. I'm like, "Really? You want to book plane tickets for Tony Kim?" She's like, "Absolutely." So she'll spend two hours finding the best deal on the Internet that totally exhausts me. But she loves it. So she booked his hotel room, you know his flight, and made sure his accommodations were ready and all the places we're going to go eat lunch and dinner. She took care of all of it, right? Where I could have done it, it would have taken me longer, and I would have been fried at the end of the day, and my wife wouldn't like me, okay? Um, So that's good, okay? So if you feel stuff that's dormant, that's rising up in you, don't resist it. You know, that's good. And I felt those through seasons. I felt like, man, God is growing this gift in me in this season, and I need to exercise it. Uh, and you're going to be frustrated the other side of the fence if you have gifts that you know are there that you're not using. Okay? I have to teach. I just I have to teach somewhere. Uh, residency scratches that itch for me in a huge way. I love that environment. I don't mind getting up at 4.15 in the morning to do that. There's not a lot of things that I would do that for. But residency, now six years in a row, I'm like, absolutely. Uh, so find those for you and do that. Okay? What else? What other thoughts do you guys have as we conclude? Other questions or things that we can touch on? I'm just curious. What's the difference between uh, evangelism and teaching? Um, I think evangelism is, is being intentional about helping people move across that line of faith. You know, of of, of okay. helping people trust Christ. Okay. As opposed to wants to accept the Lord. And yeah. Teach them. The yeah, the majority of teaching obviously is aimed at obviously in our New Testament believers. So it's helping them grow in their faith. Yeah, that's good. Question on. another thing too that can be very freeing is really trusting others with something that you want to delegate to them, because sometimes you feel like I need to do that for it to be done right. Hmm. And then, but it's very freeing to be able to trust others with that, point of time and the burden becomes less. Yeah, well. that's good. And I think good leaders know how to do that, you know, as Tony said, to, to delegate stuff and to, and to to empower people. Uh, not this is the stuff I don't want to do, but to empower people to do things that you'd love to do or think you could do better but allow them to do anyway. Okay. Cool. I think along the line of existing gifts, also of gifts, it's good to rely on people to feedback. Mm-hmm. Right. so weary. and really question maybe I'm just really bad at right. this. really finding out maybe it's not my gifting. Mm-hmm. And when I got into small groups of meetings, I found my gifting is more shepherding. Hmm. But it's hard get to get discouraged. And you told me i missed, this, maybe it should be. You get discouraged really wrestling with maybe it's not me, and that's okay. Yeah. To find a different opposite yeah. of what it could that's be. That's good. Got, like, really bad at this. Absolutely. Like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, you can only take that so far. That's good. Uh, and, man, you're going to find out as we journey through Nehemiah, he's going to have people that are blowing him up and telling him he's terrible. And he's just committed to the fact that, no, not necessarily a gifting deal, but God has called me to do this. And, you know, uh, and the comparison factors there, right, if, if, if I got stuck in the box of to teach looks like Brad, uh, nobody teaches like Brad, right? So there's just a sense of, man, I've got to find the environment that I teach best in or that I use my gifts in. And he may have a 10-talent gift. I may have a 5. And that, that's okay. He may have a bigger spoonful of gifting in that area than I do. That's okay, right? And to be secure in that and realize I don't have to be him for God to love me, that's okay. Okay, so many of you, sometimes the the danger in looking at a Tim Getz is going, gosh, I cannot administrate like that guy can administrate. But maybe it's different, you know, so just be encouraged in that as well, all right? Hmm. He never tried it, and once he did, he just it just hmm. clicked. Yeah. not tried that, he would have never known. Know it. wasn't moving that yeah. And if you're in an environment where people let you discover that and use that, man, that's fun. Uh, I'll make you promise. If you guys will figure out what yours are, just commit to serving somewhere, and you'll employ that gift. You will never ever be bored in church. You will have so much fun and energy. Uh, when I finally feel like I started getting into the areas of my life that I enjoyed and God wired me to do, man, I love what I get to do. I happen to have a job that allows me to do those things as well, and I get paid for it, but, you know, some of the stuff that I would do for free. Um, so I'd encourage you, man, you'll never know the full experience of being a part of the body of Christ until you use and employ your gifts and serve. And that's where maturity and excitement, and I think a lot of that stuff occurs. Okay? Um, let me just maybe shift gears just as we finish. Uh, we're continuing to try to make this a better environment for everybody. So if you guys have feedback for the Guild of things that made you wish you could see or just different things, let me know. Uh, my email is on the website. You know, we're going to debrief this event and just continue to try to make it better, and we're kicking around just new ways to, to do so. So if you guys have thoughts or whatever, we'd love to hear them, especially fresh off. Uh, you know, coming through one, especially people with, this is my first time and I've got fresh eyes. I'd love to hear your feedback. Okay. So thank you guys for your attendance. I hope this continues to be a great environment. Uh, We're going to go downstairs and uh, feed you guys lunch. All right. Thank you.